Which, which input are you on? Three? Me? Yeah, talk. Uh, I think so. Yeah. No. 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 no talk. me. Hey. No. Okay. <laughs> no, that's you. Hey. <laughs> quick snipe. <laughs> oh, oh, quick one. I should uh, give a bass boost. JT, do you mind uh, passing me the paper that's under that PS4 controller? Your notes? Yeah, thanks. Now, this is such an interesting film we might as well just get right into it right absolutely yeah uh, the the topic of today's extended clip after hours is the directorial debut of one tim allen crazy on the outside <laughs> his 2010 sole directorial effort what what went wrong? Why Why is this his only directorial effort? Why was this a film that was failed by the critics? Why was this a <laughs> film that even fell apart during production, forcing Alan to finance it in, uh, in large part by himself? Oh, wow. So you did some research on this. I did. I did. Yeah. I, I just want to know why that's that's the big question with this film <laughs> is not why does it exist because i think it's quite a fun movie for what it mm -hmm. is but why everything in terms of production and in everything in terms of reception why what happened here i you know i don't know maybe here's you know the it's happened a lot throughout history when you know kind of artists take power into their own hands and want to make things their way a lot of times Absolutely. the reception First off is a little bit rocky. People are a little bit tepid to join, you know, that team. You know, they don't want to uh, be seen as, you know, joint supporting Tim Allen and then, you know, it comes out with a flop or anything like that. But now now Tim Allen can't make any movies. He, yeah. He's relegated to, you know, Home Improvement 2 on CBS <laughs> at 8.30. But uh, I think, you know, we've been going through... I mean, we haven't been going through his filmography, but we watched The Six Wives of Henry LeFay, <laughs> and we watched this one, kind of released I, around similar times. We're, we're giving him his due. Yeah, I, this is kind of his renaissance period before returning to the sitcom where he kind of dipped his toes into film before realizing that, you know, film criticism is just a bunch of uh, <laughs> very dumb liberals while TV <laughs> ratings show the true pulse of America, which is why he was able to bring his sitcom back. I think we're on really the true front lines of Tim Allen autorship. <laughs> and I like, in that lens, I think, I mean, well, aside from like, I, I was drawn to this movie when we were trying to think of something because it has like a crazy stacked cast, Kelsey Grammer being the, the big name that pulled us all in. But um, <laughs> I, I like viewing it from the lens of Alan's personal story. Oh, yeah. Because he he was in prison for real. Yeah. And I think the way he portrays it is really funny in relationship to the real events because like he was able to get off pretty lightly. He was in jail for like selling cocaine, but he was able to get off pretty light because he snitched. And in this, there's like an exclusive like point that he didn't snitch. 
But there's also an undying love for his parole officer, you exactly, know, which kind of yeah. is the same thing in just like uh, in terms of like the approach, you know, it's yeah, just exactly. like that part of his brain is still there where he's <laughs> just trying to get on the outside. He'll help the other side, you know, if he, if it's what'll take him out of uh, the bad guy side. It's really interesting that, like, you know, if Tim Allen used to be a Coke boy or, you know, something like that. And now I don't know. It's like home improvement. It's like. I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm giving too much credence to drugs here. Maybe they're not that cool. But it's just like that's that's really funny. That just like he's like I'm gonna reform my li- my life through making like family entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here it still has that family entertainment value. It's like it it really feels like he's trying to step up the sitcom format a little bit into a movie. Absolutely. And to talk about him as a director, I I found this interview. Uh, with him where he said just an incredible quote he said i've been in so many movies where i thought they missed a shot or i questioned why a director chose a certain take so i asked my friend kevin costner what a director or sorry so i asked my friend kevin costner if that's what a director does he said yeah (laughs) (laughs) so that made me think like what are the individual choices what are the shots in this movie that the other directors that tim allen has worked with he thinks has missed you know and i think there are a a lot of yeah Yeah, there are a lot of very idiosyncratic choices in this that i can't quite say are good or productive (laughs) unless you're looking at it through the lens of the style of the film reflecting the man who made the film uh and i think when you're looking at it through that lens this is 1000 percent a film by tim allen (laughs) no absolutely i mean one thing that kind of comes to mind you know especially with i don't know him saying you know maybe there's some shots they missed you know what i mean i think he does a lot of like inner psychology bits or whatever or like maybe psychology is not the right but like I don't know, like, there's, like, that Some scene... Some fantasy sequences? Yeah, yeah. Like, where he throws the fork in J.K. Simmons' head. Yeah, or, like, when, uh, I don't know, remember that heart sequence when his, like, heart goes to, like, I gotta kill my sister? Yeah, or his something heart like... has a little meter on it, which you think is gonna relate to, like, maybe him being an old man having high blood pressure, <laughs> but it's just, like, his anger cycle from, like, cool all the way to kill my sister being the highest setting. <laughs> uh, but th- this film is, as I said partially self-financed apparently the financing fell through during the economic uh recession thanks obama Uh, (laughs) i think that's where tim allen's kind of distaste for liberalism began it could be it could be Uh, but like the entire reception to this was that like Tim Allen was just like cashing in on all the friendships he had made. That, that's something that was in every review I looked up with this movie. It's like, oh, clearly, you know, Tim Allen being in movies with people like, uh, is it Winona Ryder? Uh, no, it's a Gordon Reaver. Reaver. I get them mixed up. It's so eighties sexist of me, but uh, <laughs> like, you mean eighties Sigour- normal guy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sigourney Weaver here, like uh, among other people, you see it constantly in the review. It's like, oh, well, you know, thank God he worked with her on Galaxy Quest because there's no other way she'd be in this piece of junk. And it's like, <laughs> they're clearly all having fun here. I mean, also, not, you know, not to discredit anyone, but I don't know if these actors that are in this movie are getting big, you know, big ticket roles anymore. You <laughs> exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I, also, if he's cashing in on his favors, he must have cashed in pretty big with John Grise and Malcolm Goodwin, who yeah. are kind of carry like a good 
20% of this movie, I would say, and are not credited on Letterboxd at all. Like, pro- they're pro- I think they're probably on IMDb, right? But, like, yeah. it's, it, you know, they're not, they're, they really are, they're the two uh, co-workers Alan has when he has to reintegrate to society, you know, mm-hmm. gets a fast food job. And, you know, they're, they're running classic, you know, goofy antic bits, and it's, they they have a lot of screen time. Oh, it's definitely a <laughs> yeah, three stooges situation <laughs> with Alan as the Mo, the leader, uh, when they all get together trying to accomplish something as simple as painting uh, the inside of an apartment. And I also feel like it reveals the conservative inside of Alan's psyche <laughs> because it's like he's he's the individualist who is able to get out of prison and succeed because he is driven. Yeah. And they're just two dopey criminals who are just stuck in their ways. But I also, reform them. I also think that the can't reform them thing, like despite his undying love for his CO, uh, <laughs> I, I think, I, and I'm not saying the film is going for this critique, but the easy read Tim of Allen it. Tim Allen Yeah, I know, exactly. The easy read of it is like the, the terrible way that prisoners are treated, especially mm-hmm. in terms of their reintegration into society (laughs) with you know alan having to be this individualist beast to rise above that Mm -hmm. but i think i mean yeah he's it's probably not intentional but no and it's like like jt said it's like well i I, i'm just i'm different i'm I'm different from the rest yeah but it's funny how like because like i don't know considering everything right tim allen does go out of his way to kind of like humanize these you know two dopey guys to a certain extent maybe more so than your average comedy film would and still sends them to jail anyways and this is my theory i think uh alan's just you know just kind of a way the wind blows conservative right you know what i mean it's kind of like i'm gonna have my fun i'm gonna do this i'll have fun time with you you're a good guy but when it comes down to it it's like you're going to jail yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i like i mean i don't think it's a bad thing i love how much of alan's personality shines through in this and it's something that i feel like people in terms of negative reception could write off as like a vanity project and i mean i only think like there are two there are two real things that like feel like incredibly self-indulgent but are super funny one i searched while it was like when he gets sent to to jail like the night in jail he has a mugshot and he is over six feet, and there, and I instantly just like Damn. googled that he's five ten, oh, <laughs> which is sniped, which is such a funny fucking detail that he had to have made the decision to do that. Yeah, but these as, are the things that the other directors skip over. Yeah, <laughs> I and I, him getting so much pussy. That's the yeah, other one. The fact that he has to just like bow. It's like the John Favreau chef thing. Where he has to balance between these two incredibly hot movie stars, uh, like which one he'd rather get pussy from. <laughs> uh, but this one is just so much more endearing than something like Chef. I think the vibes are just so ridiculously palpable. And I'll stop talking about the haters and losers, but one prominent <laughs> review, I think, in Entertainment Weekly or something said it was like, you know, it felt like a 80s TV movie or something like that. And mm-hmm. you know what? That's a compliment in my eyes. This feels like the vibes of just like, an extended sitcom that has enough added weight to it to make it, you know, the TV movie status Mm -hmm. uh, that just has absolutely killer vibes, pretty funny jokes throughout with a lot of misses, you know, (laughs) uh, and really incredible turns from like a bunch of character actors giving it 75%. You know, with this movie and kind of Tim Allen's style, I think, yeah, maybe the 80s TV 
movie thing that's probably a somewhat correct comparison maybe we don't see it as a negative but it is like alan does kind of operate from this kind of like i mean he's an 80s comedian he came up in the 80s this kind of like sit back sniper type uh, mentality like he'll just shit talk pretty much everyone in the scene or like yeah. a snarky remark or whatever and that could or you know, just give himself some mugging to do yeah. in response <laughs> while letting the other dipshits be dipshits yeah. yeah and like mileage may vary on that but i do think it is like it's you kind of just got an interesting soup going on here with all these character actors and like you know kind of this specificity to their performance or whatever it's kind of screenwritery but it, it works because it just gives it you know somewhat somewhat interesting structures and so, like the sigourney weaver you know she always lies it's like that's kind of interesting i guess yeah it's just like a dumb screenwritery thing but it's like it you know it's funny enough i guess uh but what I was going to say was that he, um, yeah, in an interview, he said that this was the funniest script he had ever read. And he was like, I need to make this. <laughs> but right after that, he adds that he rewrote it three times before going to uh, to shoot it, which is pretty funny. He had to make sure it was Alanified, despite it being the funniest thing he had ever read. Should we describe? I feel like yeah, we haven't what I was gone through the plot at all. And everyone's seen this movie, so <laughs> yeah, of course. They, they already know how it goes. Yeah, we're talking about it like it's, you know, we're trying to talk around the plot, despite the fact that nobody knows what this movie is. So we open on Tim Allen in prison over the opening credits. Uh, he is released. And what is he released for but bootlegging movies to China? <laughs> Uh, as he says at one point, I gave up fresh fruits and vegetables for a, for three years so the people of China could watch Lars and the Real Girl. <laughs> that was a deep, you know, yeah. I appreciate a good deep cut, you know, and like, I got to give it to him. And also, yeah, I don't, something about that line, the specificity, just fruits and vegetables. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> Alan's about his fitness. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, there, there are a lot of like very specific things that could have just been from his act or something for all i know yeah uh but yeah just like people dropping stuff like oh you know mom always said hate is for hitler i wrote that down too i was just like <laughs> what is that? hey respect yeah respect but anyway uh he gets out of jail picked up by his sister played by sigourney weaver uh who brings him home to her nice little nuclear family with the kids that kind of just get stuffed away in the back for the rest of the movie. They just say hi and it's like, whatever. Uh, and J.K. Simmons as the very strict conservative dad and grandma who thinks that Tim Allen was in France, not prison. And we get we get a couple good uh, film references out of this bit, basically. We get a little GG throwaway. Yeah. And then, of course, as J.T. Screens wonderfully screenshotted... Uh, they redid Tim Allen's room coming back, right? Because he was coming from France, you know, but he was actually coming from jail. But the mom thinks he was on a three year trip to France. So they decorated his room. They put a little bellboy poster yeah. by old JL, you know, the old <laughs> Jelly Louis. <laughs> I honestly have to say in terms of the family dynamic and like the film overall, I think J.K. Simmons kind of gives the performance I like the least. Like yeah, his yeah. Being, it's him the, doing the J.K. Simmons thing. Yeah, a bit and too the, much. the gag of being like really into his wife. That's a little tired. Yeah, that's their main <laughs> bit is that he's really horny for his wife. Uh, you know. Yeah, it's not. It's that, funnier yeah. in theory than it is in execution. It it would be funnier if that that was a real guy you knew. But like, yeah, mm -hmm. just like, I mean, like, hey, Sigourney Weaver's pretty hot. You're like, hey, I get it, pal. <laughs> 
so what he has to do is reintegrate into society. And so he has this uh, parole officer who sets him up with a job across the valley. And that's another thing I like about this. <laughs> oh, is that yeah. This takes place mainly in Encino, some Burbank, some Van Nuys, Santa Monica. <laughs> goes out <laughs> over the hill a little bit once in a while when he's hanging out with big shot Ray Liotta. <laughs> so that's the thing. It's like, are you going to go back to the straight world? Or are you going to be uh, you know, brought back into the world of piracy and selling movies to the Chinese by Ray Liotta. <laughs> this is like the it's like, you know, you saying it, you know, out loud. I'm like, this is just the plot of like every gangster movie. Yeah, exactly. Ever, <laughs> ever created. But it's it's like Tim Allen's version of what a gangster is, you know, just kind of uh, snarky remarks instead of bullets. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> I so we're introduced to uh, the other end of the plot kind of, there is kind of a lot of things going on yeah. in this movie so we have that dynamic but then we have the romantic dynamic too Tim Allen uh, the biggest lie that Sigourney Weaver ever told him is that his wife was dead and you can kind of tell right away that it's fake he just looks at her picture <laughs> right away he says I can't believe you're dead I, that, was like, <laughs> that was one of the funniest things in the movie I'm not, yeah, that I'm not had lie. to be a joke <laughs> yeah, like a like, foreshadowing <laughs> joke I don't know how dense of a spoof on this kind of movie it is or like a comedy mixed with this kind of movie. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure of the irony levels, I guess, but my takeaway of it, I got to say, I felt insane watching this movie <laughs> because it was pure pleasure to me. That was like the, that's like the first line that Tim Allen says is him <laughs> looking at that picture. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. I think, I think it's like, I don't know if Tim Allen's working with irony here. I mean, but, intentional or not, yeah. it's like it's yeah. a funny movie that is very pleasant yeah. to luxuriate. No, but, well, it's but, like when yeah. I'm watching Home Improvement, I'm laughing with the a, a long time. Sorry, I'm laughing alongside with the uh, the laugh track a lot of times, and it's not like I'm thinking, "Huh, I wonder if these dopes in the audience were in on the joke." Yeah. It's like, no, funny is funny, no matter how you interpret it. But also, like I think what kind of gives that idea more credence or whatever is that like Tim Allen's like comedy does operate out of a place of kind of contempt for everything. So <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. So, so it is well, like you could see that. observational comedian. He, that's yeah. all those guys do is just make fun of the world around them, <laughs> yeah. which is like, I guess that's why that style of humor has kind of gone by the way of the wayside. No. <laughs> by the wayside? The way of the buffalo. Remember that from oh, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Not true. Buffaloes. <laughs> There's still a few of them. But, like, I guess people like nicer comedy, not just, like, making fun of everyone around you, you know? And yeah. maybe that's why uh, Tim Allen's style, o along with his political affiliations, of course, <laughs> uh, have alienated him. But regardless, I have to get to this other three subplots. I was going to say, yeah, I've kind of forgotten what all these subplots. There's a lot of them. So we introduce Julie Bowen's character through the picture. She's the dead ex-wife. What is this? A damn Christopher Nolan movie? <laughs> uh, but then he sees her at the drive-thru that he's working. She's not dead. His sister lied to him. She's not dead. She's just fucking Kelsey Grammer. So he just goes and just like fucks her brains out while Kelsey Grammer is talking on the TV behind them yeah. in his infomercial, which is such an incredible introduction to his character. <laughs> well, I, I not to I don't want to uh, rag on it, but I fucking hate the bobblehead. Uh, oh, oh that was such a bad gag. The, yeah. the bobblehead gag uh, is snakes. But, I, I, you know, this being Tim Allen's movie that he directed. 
I respect that he implies that he fucking kills it in bed. Yeah, and no, absolutely. He's not going to do gonna go inc- all night. Yeah, he's not going to do an incredibly vulgar, funny sex scene with like yeah. annoyingly loud moaning. He was respectable. He'll just do like, I'll just do a little visual gag with the bobbleheads. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, keep it normal. I like that. I like that. That's it normal. <laughs> but, but I like that the joke there is just like, I'm fucking her so hard that the, the goddamn bobbleheads are nodding along. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very silly joke. Uh, not a very good one at that, but I was having a ball. Uh, but, <laughs> so, it's kind of like I was having sex with her. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so another one of these shots, now that all the cards are on the table, this is like 38 minutes when all of the cards are on the table. We've met all the characters, all the options that Tim Allen has in his life. His sister is waiting up for him, Sigourney Weaver, and it's this incredible like close up on this Alka-Seltzer she drops into her water that has this blue diffused light on it. Uh, and it looks like she's drinking Alka-Seltzer and Gatorade almost uh, when she confronts him when he comes home and she's like, you know, you can't be hanging out with those gangsters. You can't live here with my family. But I don't know. It's just shots like that that make me think, all right, that's Tim Allen right there thinking, you know, uh, the director, the, uh, the the Santa Claus, he didn't get this. One. He, he didn't quite get this. <laughs> no, there, there, yeah, there was like some sort of like glass transition. Yeah, right? the, yeah. The, the, there's yeah. some fun dissolves in it. The scene of yeah. Ray Liotta picking Tim Allen up <laughs> in his car and taking him on a joyride, letting Tim Allen drive is my favorite scene in the movie by far just a joy ride across the valley up into the hills they're just exchanging lines like yeah i miss this all right like, <laughs> oh you love this car don't you <laughs> no it's 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 alan just like purely loving car shit just yeah. like like reveling like gotta get this um car stuff in here and it's you know th- there's a good amount of stuff with that and then there's like kind of like there'll be like some of these montage sequences that have like no traditional rhythm whatsoever yeah, not at all some, yeah <laughs> like and it's it's very like i guess incompetent filmmaking but i guess i i'll take the trade off of i don't know some of the other idiosync idiosyncrasies that i like more even if there's like a montage that like like visually doesn't make sense to me at all well the the montage that i think of when you say that is the, the paint job hygiene yeah 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 oh, because yeah. they're very dissolve heavy where it's yeah. not like you're cutting to music between gags he's like let's just let these gags play out as little scenes that are like 45 seconds to a minute and then dissolve into the next gag and they're all in the same location this is when uh tim allen you know, after his CEO is not letting him try to start this paint business back up, he breaks into his uh, he breaks into her apartment and tries to paint it as a way to both showcase his skills and woo her because, you know, he's at he's after her. All right. There, there's some great male gaze shots of oh. Tim Allen staring at her neck, I, not I, even her cleavage, her neck while she's talking to him. And it's the implications there. I don't even want to know. I mean, it's like he's. He's maturing in this. It's you give up the hot babe, you go to the, like the dumpy Greek woman. It's uh, I wouldn't call her dumpy. She's pretty fucking hot still. Yeah, the only only hot woman in Tim Allen movies for real. Yeah. But, also, uh, the the last names in this ridiculous. Her name her last name is Papadopoulos, <laughs> and Kelsey Grammer's last name is Frappuccini. I think <laughs> well, unless it's Fabricini, I couldn't. Tell. I think someone made a Frappuccini joke. Yeah. Like, like, what is his name? Fucking Frappuccini. Yeah, the, the flat screen genie. 
uh, because he sells TVs, and he's going to be the number one, sorry, the number four Mitsubishi dealer in the North Valley, which I thought that was a great line, too. Yeah. Uh, the Because Kelsey Grammer's type of guy, you know, a guy who lives around here, he's valley rich. You know, he has sure. one of the nicer houses in the valley because he has all of these middling, failing businesses where he pays people minimum wage that make a, you know, barely make a profit, but... He has enough credit to act like a baller, kind of. You know, he's that kind of guy. So the film obviously sides with Tim Allen, like trying to get Julie Bowen back from him. But then he's kind of fallen in love with his CEO. And the, the CEO, her, her uh, son really wants Tim Allen to fuck her. He is, nothing will make this little boy happier than Tim Allen fucking his mom. Well, that's, <laughs> that's what I thought. You know, it's like a good way to get, you know, if you want to, you know, a girlfriend's one thing, but if you want to set up a foundation for your life, right, you got to go befriend a child and, you know, convince them, you know, that you you, you got to be their father before you're their father. You know what I mean? Yes, and that's, that's true. And, and, th- and that'll get you in with, you know, a, a hot, mature woman. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, I think the i mean the kid is uh, i mean like most child performers like pretty like standard he's just like oh man like i yeah. can't you be my dad yeah. um <laughs> but like i do like tim allen just springboarding jokes against this kid i think yeah. that plays pretty well for me yeah because he's just like his audience now like tim allen's just doing observational <laughs> bits for this kid only uh and for the uh, audience of the film of course but i think tim allen playing to a person is better than playing to camera uh which is just like his stand-up roots i mean that's why he was good on home improvement he's playing to a live audience and his you know uh castmates he's often with three or four other people mm-hmm. um i think what follows is quite convoluted, but I like how convoluted it is for like a 90 minute Tim Allen get all my friends in a comedy movie. They're like, it's much more plotty than say an Adam Sandler movie of this length would be. Yeah. I think of something like just go with it. It takes longer to develop this many plot machinations. Uh, and that's not about, I, I love just go with it, but this one just gets really dense, really quick as they you know get another job painting an apartment tim allen and his two former inmate friends from the fast food place and those two guys steal a ring uh, that belongs to a judge and then he has to get the ring back but they've set it up for julie bowen even though now he's over julie bowen he just wants to fuck the correctional officer and then uh so he then has to like interrupt Frasier fucking Julie Bowen to steal the ring back or something like that. Yeah. Uh, getting Frasier and Tim Allen in the same room together, God bless him, man. That the chemistry there was just exploding through the screen. I mean, so much so that like Tim Allen, Tim Allen, you know, this is Tim Allen's movie, though. You know, because if you if you think about it in the grand scope of things, that's ninety sitcom legends, right? Kind of yeah. going toe to toe on screen. Tim Allen's going to give himself the upper edge. He's the alpha in this situation. You oh, know, he's, absolutely. Yeah, he's and got think, a knee Frasier yeah, in the balls. Yeah, and if Frasier knows his own character, that's fine. Yeah. Like, Frasier is not the guy. Like, Frasier gets a lot of pussy in Frasier. Like, yeah. we've been he's watching. He's not holding on to it, though. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> he's also a very, like, he's not He's not the alpha. Despite yeah. getting the pussy, that's kind of the the nice guys also get pussy shows, yeah. Frasier. Because uh, he, he very rarely asserts himself as the alpha on the show. True. And so I think this is clearly Tim Allen just overpowering his weak Seattle ass. <laughs> <laughs> 
Another gag that I like is when Tim Allen is trying to woo the uh, correctional officer and they're at her son's baseball game and it's intercutting their flirtatious conversation uh, with a kid just like getting hit in the face with a line drive and like medical attention being brought to him and stuff <laughs> like that and getting, you know, hauled off the field or whatever <laughs> happened at the end of that. I thought that was pretty good. There's a lot of like little visual gags like this that are good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's another... You were talking about like him like bouncing lines off the kid. I, I kind of this is probably my biggest laugh of the movie when he makes a Rain Man uh, reference to the kid and like the kid doesn't get it. He's like, uh, it's about a freak who remembers things or whatever. <laughs> uh, great it. description yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Rain Man. <laughs> yeah. I like, but the 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 two, the two movies he makes fun of in this are Rain Man and Lars and the Real Girl, which is pretty sick. Uh, but yeah, Ray. Li I love the Ray Liotta side of this man. I can't get enough of that. Like the gangster aspect of this, the crime <laughs> aspect. You know, now they have this little garage in the hills that they hang out in, uh, where they're just burning DCPs onto DVDs. It seems like, and Ray Liotta is like, "Yeah, we just send the, we just broadband the masters over to China." <laughs> I mean, maybe that, 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 maybe, you know, you like it so much. Maybe it's a look into your future, man. Exactly. You're an underground film distributor. You know, I love it. Pirating, dude. living that Ray Liotta gangster says, lifestyle on top of it, too. Ray Liotta says China probably 50 times in this movie, too, <laughs> which I don't know. Ray Liotta's performance in this, it feels very rushed in a way of like, yeah, he probably didn't want to be on set very long. Like, that one does feel like a slight cash in. Yeah. But I think he really, it, like his performances in Sandler movies, it's like even in a cash-in type role, he's still going to kill it. No, I did think about his like Hubie Halloween performance and like, um, I might like that one a little bit better, but like it is, I mean, mm -hmm. he's, he's just a good, a fun presence, you know, for Tim Allen to bounce off of. And like, it is kind of funny that it seems like the main joke with, it's just like, yeah, just referencing China. It's like, I, I, we gotta go see like three Chinese guys. <laughs> like that, that's like, yeah. that's like five separate jokes. Well, not even jokes. It's just yeah, it's like, not even jokes. It's, it's just like, the way he talks. Yeah, it's yeah. the, the way he says Chinese it is so guys. funny. <laughs> Because I feel like that's like the dark side of the film. You know, that's like in film noir mode of like Tim Allen just like, oh, man, I don't want to get reeled back into this. You know, these these gangsters, these tough guys. It's such a light crime. I mean, there's only yeah. like a, a like someone when he first meets uh, Leota again after getting out of prison, someone offers them like a vial. Is it like Coke or something? Yeah, yeah exactly. Be. And he has this flash forward to him going back into prison. Yeah. So I got, no, thanks. That was so fucking strange too. that like flash like. It might not be like, like I, I didn't get what it was implying. Basically, just like you didn't? A, I thought that was pretty clear. Like well, if like, he takes the vial and he goes back to prison. Well, I thought it was like some like flashback to prison. I don't know. It's like well, yeah, he's yeah. using his prison experience. It's flashing back to prison. Like oh, I'm gonna go back there if I fucking well, do coke. I guess it's it's such it's such a brief cutaway too. It's like I don't know. I, I, it was just a little, it was a little stilting. I'm not. Right, it's not. It's right. hey, I know. Hey, Eddie, I know you love this movie. All right, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna love agree you. to disagree. <laughs> but I'm not even like good or bad parameters. Yeah. It's just like a little stilted and weird. It was kind of interesting. I mean, the yeah. moments where it does like uh, jump away from reality are very weird, and I don't think they're even like of the gags I liked in the movie. 
they're not the best. I like the mo- the but, mom force ghost. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that was really that was good. Fun. Yeah. So speaking of the car fetishism, there's also some old school trucks in this, and so they're just like him and Sigourney Weaver just admiring the truck, having a heart to heart, and they're like, you know, I lost my virginity in this truck, and you know, oh, I did too. <laughs> and then uh, one of them says, oh, mom did too, and it cuts to inside the car, and it's like the ghost of their mom just like <laughs> waving and smiling. <laughs> very, very yeah. funny move. And there tim allen's just like huh. like yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was like, literally just the setup hmm. for the correctional officer to come <laughs> over and yell at him like it's just the lead up to a dramatic scene i, I, want, I think that's yeah. what's so strange about this movie is that it's just squeezing gags into a dramatic plot line kind of yeah. uh, like a 75 minute bean like z noir plot line basically and i i think it works for a very personal level for me like that like i it's hard for me to say this is like a really good movie or anything like that but uh you know i i had such a great time with it i i was constantly laughing anytime like the humor was like a little too much it just kind of moves on to the next thing like it's a very brisk movie because there's so much going on none of the scenes last longer than probably two and a half three minutes you know uh, it's it's a very performance focused movie, and there's a lot of very talented ca- character actors. And I think Tim Allen, as an auteur, uh, doesn't you know shine mm-hmm. the light on himself too much as a director or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think he's he's quite efficient, even if some of these gags seem weird. Like visually, the way he pulls them off is like maybe unconventional or strange. It works yeah. for me. I say this a lot with comedy movies. It's really since it is like an actor focused like approach the way he made this movie it's really i'm going by like bit by bit joke by joke basis Mm -hmm. and it's like some of these like some of the i would say most of these don't either hit or miss (laughs) or they're just kind of like like slightly interesting or maybe like i'm like yeah i'm just like huh like that's kind of an interesting move there (laughs) and it's and like i like that over i don't know just some dorky i don't know like just pithy remarks or anything yeah. like that. So it's I th- I think Alan's Alan's kind of just maybe it's that blue collar personality that he brings because <laughs> he's kind of like a bitchy guy. You know what you think? Like he's yeah. Like he's he's a bit he's bitchy in his own way, but he masks it with like like I'm the only you know straight guy in the room you know type like I'm the only one thinking normal here. So I don't know. It's an interesting blend, and 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 that's kind of mostly what I think about this movie. Like. I guess, you know, after seeing Henry LaFay, I feel like I was kind of expecting maybe not something similar, but I wasn't expecting much. You know, this, this is another is so Tim. much better than oh, yeah. Henry LaFay. Like, oh, my God. I, it's another like bargain bin one dollar DVD Tim Allen movie. You know what I mean? And as far as like that, that like these type of movies, movies that have like stack casts, but no one's ever seen them because like the, the movies were deemed like awful or something like that. And you could like watch it on Tubi like I think this is in that higher tier of those type of movies. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, like, also, I, despite what you said about the montages, which are true, like, it's weird when you see him putting together a comedic montage. Some of the dissolves feel very unnatural. I still think it's a lot more competently made than The Six Wives of Henry LaFay. Uh, and a lot of the other shitty comedies we've watched on this show, honestly, uh, or watched for this show. And I don't think this is a shitty comedy. I think this is a good movie <laughs> by my own fucked up parameters of <laughs> authorship and what just makes me simply happy. Because th- when yeah. I paused this movie the first time and I was 35 minutes into it, I was like, 
like when all the cards were laid on the table, as I said, when it felt like the end of the first act, 35 minutes in, I was like, that cannot be right. Like, this is just going down like nothing. Like, this film is <laughs> effortlessly watchable, which is such a strange thing to, you know, command a, commend a film for. But uh, I, I found it to be just a, uh, like a tall can of Diet Coke. <laughs> It goes down easy. Um, I mean, I feel like that sums it up. It's a very watchable movie. It's like a very it's vibe centric movie. It's mm-hmm. not. I don't know. It escapes being good or bad for me. A lot of the jokes don't work, but the vibes are there. And I think the stuff that is really funny to me, I can really latch on to. And just Alan is a guy who. I mean, we've we've talked a lot about in the grandma grandma's boy setup television mugging. And there is so much mugging here. It's like absolutely. I had a fucking grin on my face the entire time. No, yeah, the I think yeah, Tim Allen doing the mugging. It is. I mean, that is one of the bigger highlights of this movie. And yeah, yeah, like I think maybe you know I've levied some criticisms against it, but it's mostly I don't know. I'm just trying to point it out in a way. It's like that's kind of a weird decision. And well, you're make, trying to yeah. bring us down to earth yeah. with my yeah. sky high yeah. praises of it because obviously they're quite. <laughs> You know, look, I haven't been able to, like, watch a movie in this apartment all okay. week. I just, like, can't Ooh. hold focus. Okay. This is the first movie that I've been able to hold focus on. Like, even with the triple feature last week, each mm-hmm. of those took almost twice as long as their runtime to watch. Because yeah. when I zone out on a movie, especially for the pod, it's like, I pause that shit. Mm-hmm. I, exactly. And I rewind it back to where I where I was, like, really paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those movies took me twice as long. Henry, Le- not Henry LeFay, sorry. <laughs> um crazy on the outside probably took me an hour 45 minutes of the hour 36 runtime like it was really like i th- this it's it's a combo of it being an effortlessly watchable movie uh that just goes down so easy because of its blend of low stakes comedy like just elevated from the sitcom just basically <laughs> stripped of a laugh track with more cinematic coverage than the three camera setup and when i say more cinematic coverage i mean just barely uh it it just was as i said so soothing to me that i feel like it's helping me get back in the mood to watch movies again because i i haven't watched shit this week since we last recorded all i've watched in the last week was what we did for the pod yeah i think maybe the same for me but uh no yeah i get i get why you know this you know gets your attention too you know you know especially like sitcom you know we've been watching a little fraser lately Mm -hmm. too you know getting that comfort it's a comfort mode it's a very comfortable mode so, absolutely so um i think tim allen knows his strengths he knows his medium you know he knows he's i mean we've been talking about his movies but tim allen is a tv man and he knows <laughs> in, and he knows w- how to bring that to the screen and, and i'm just happy to knock another kelsey grammar appearance off the list you yeah. know like I'm, I'm creeping up there on a lot of his uh, feature film roles you know what's your favorite kelsey grammar role at this point <sighs> i mean fraser obviously well, yeah. but uh I don't know. It's not a good movie, but I kind of like his performance in Down Periscope. Uh, it's not a good movie again, but it's like him and Rob Schneider. That's a good combo. Uh, you know, <laughs> Comedy uh, legends. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll see you next week.